This is Don't Panic, episode number 11, recorded August 27th, 2013, on funky phablets, fingerprint follies, and the faux finishes of future phones. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. For us, it's Tuesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, and that can mean only one thing. You're probably asleep because you got school tomorrow or work. But you know what? For those of you who are kind enough to stay up, boy, have we got a show for you. That's right. This is Don't Panic, the ultimate technology podcast on gadgets, the Internet, and you. I'm, as always, Sean Jennings, and I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts. Let's introduce Colby Rabideau. Colby, how you doing? I'm all right. Just chilling. Chilling like a villain? No, I'm not a villain. I take offense to that. You got a layer there. I'm looking behind you. You're in your San Francisco layer. I see what's going on. Yeah. I have a mirror. It's actually a dining room. <laughs> Colby's coming live from his dining room slash bedroom. Well, well, no. My bedroom is the dining room. He eats right on his bed, people. <laughs> We're also joined, as always, by Dan Miller. Dan, what's going on? Living life. How are you, Sean? I'm I'm excited to be here, and I'm super excited for our guest this week, who I know nothing about. So, Dan, why don't you introduce our guest, because uh, you know him. This is TJ. He is an expert in all things technology, just like all of us, insofar as that he has no idea what he's talking about. So, it's going to fit right in. Uh, I'm happy to be here and contribute to this podcast of wise. Yes. So, if nothing else, TJ can represent the common the, element. Yeah. There you go. The technological plebeians there we go. of the world. <laughs> Our Geo six-pack right here. Well, TJ, we're, we're thrilled to have you on, and as usual at the start of every show, I have to go through the usual spiel and say thank you all for watching. We do this show every week live at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m., Pacific uh, at our website, don'tpanic.io. Click the Listen Live link. You can also get all of our shows after the fact in both video and audio forms uh, at don'tpanic.io. And, of course, the best place to get updates on when we're live, when new shows get posted, and more is at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow. If you click link uh, without doing it through the ads, we don't get charged, so you should do it that way. Um, I'm very excited for this week's show because... What's one of the best parts about covering technology? The answer is easy. That's right. Rumors. Wild speculation. Yes, exactly. Colby knows what's up. That's right. Wild speculation where we get to pretend we know what we're talking about and predict things that, hell, we have a 50-50 chance of getting right, but that doesn't mean it's not fun to talk about it because as technology uh, nerds, we get bored with something after we've had it for five minutes, and we always look to what's next. So that's what this show is all about, what's next. Uh, and, of course, we're going to start with the disclaimer that uh, none of us have any kind of inside information or anything more than what we read that other people write. Uh, so you don't, you know, it, we're fun to listen to and we'll give our opinions, but just know uh, this could be true or could not be true. I guess we're going to find out. And, of course, we're going to start with uh, the biggest rumor story that's been going on for at least since the iOS 7 announcement, if not before. It seems like every time Apple releases a device, the next day they're already talking about the next one. And that would be the rumored Apple event happening this September 10th. Now, uh, the invitations are not out yet. That's a, that's a rumored date, as is everything in our discussion. And the rumor is they're going to release two phone devices, the 5S and the 5C. Uh, what do you guys want to talk first? I want to talk about the 5C. All right, we're going to talk about the 5C, perhaps uh, the more interesting of the two, um, mainly because this is a definite departure from uh, Apple's usual way of selling and thinking. So, Colby, what do we know about the 5C? 
So it, as far as I know, um, it's basically it's C for cheaper or C for color. Um, so basically, they're they're making kind of a, a pared down hardware instead of instead of uh, the traditional aluminum or glass like luxury style phone body that you we've seen since I guess in the last since the iPhone four. Um, they're they're rumored to be going with a plastic shell, which will be available in in a variety of colors. Uh, the internet seems to suggest they will be like pastel colors. Uh, for for a much lower price, I don't know how much lower the price. But yeah. Lower. The- the rumored price is on contract around 100 to 150, uh, depending on the specs and the size you go with. That's still kind of expensive. It yeah. is, but but like that's fifty dollars less than a new uh, than a regular iPhone. I would say more 99, uh, probably closer to that. But it, you know, obviously, it's rumor at this point. Hmm. Uh, the other big differences about the phone. Um, are certainly the, um, like we said, the design with the plastic back, and you see here, again, all the pictures you see are possibly leaks, possibly generated photoshops, but, uh, you know, you see it in these bright colors, and it's not the first time Apple has done that. As far as the specs go, the rumors are generally stating it's basically the same as the 5 we have now, the same camera, uh, the same processor, where the 5S would have the newer versions, the 5C would keep the old versions, this sort of replaces Apple's current theme of there's the new phone, and they take the old phone, bump it down 50 to 100, and they keep shifting them down. So right now, what is it? You can get the 5, the 4S, and the 4 in, in lowering numbers. So instead of keeping the old phones, they would dump them immediately and instead sell the 5C cheaper. So is there speculation that, like... Oh, I'm sorry. That was my question. Never mind, you just answered it. <laughs> Instead of keeping the old phones, they'll just sell the 5C. That's that's the rumor right now. Um, I understand. Mainly because it's just a more interesting... Because even though it basically has the same internals as the old phone, um, yeah. it's just a more interesting sales proposition to say it's a completely different device instead of saying you're buying right. last year's model. The new 5C, yeah. Right, and and the colors play into the thing, the same thing the Moto X is going for, which is the colors and sort of more mainstream and not this higher end phone. Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like the iPod Minis, like that, like those were a big people like those, right? I like those. <laughs> <laughs> you seemed very unsure of your question. Well, I don't know, but they they went from like you know giant, boring iPod to these smaller like, colorful, fun iPods, um, which was cool. It seemed like a good idea. So maybe this will be a good idea. I think they look kind of ugly though. Am you're I, not a, you're not a fan of the colors. Mm, I don't know if it's the colors or just the way like. Like, the, the phone looks kind of, like, silly. Like, like bulbous. I'm excited for a plastic one, though, because those get better reception. Do they? They do. 
because mm. I believe the signal attenuates through the metal and then into your hand, whereas with plastic, it's insulated. Oh, you okay. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's not true. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm going to go with Dan on this one. I think that is true. <laughs> believe right. it or not. Um... Yeah, no, and the the other thing I will say is that also the problem with the current iPhone is that it's all glass. You know, so you break it, you smash it. At least with plastic, you get a little more, which is well, better for kind of a cheaper that's, phone. That's not true, though. The, the, the 5 is, the body is all aluminum. Yeah. Like, the back is not glass. Only the front is glass. Now you only have a 50-50 shot of ruining your viewing experience. Yeah, but Colby's dropped his uncountable times in my presence for S and still hasn't managed to break it unless you have sense. Uh, no. I, I have a slightly large... Like, there was always a little nick in the corner, but um, it's gotten a little bit bigger. But that's, <laughs> that's it. I, it's been thrown across the, the room, like hit the wall and landed on tile floors. I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm very lucky. I've been blessed, if you will. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll tell you guys a short conversation, and then I'll pose you a, a quick, quick story, and then I'll pose you a question. But uh, I was once, remember they used to have the lightsaber app when the, when the apps first came out, and you'd go, shoo, shoo, shoo. I was in a room by myself with my iPod Touch, the first gen. <laughs> and, and I had the headphones, and I was going, shoo, shoo. Shoo! Flew across the room, banged into a concrete wall, and put a huge tent in the bottom. Uh, it was very embarrassing. I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> but with that being said, I'll, I'll shoot this over to, to Dan and TJ, and you can give your general thoughts on this, but uh, the, supposedly the reason Apple is making this phone is not necessarily because of the United States. Uh, increasingly, mm. we're seeing a lower-end, uh, lower-spec, cheaper smartphones being huge internationally. I mean, there are some countries Windows Phone is the number one operating system because they're offering devices at more competitive prices. No, that's true. What country um, is that? There are some Central and South American countries. Which phone? Windows Phone. Um, the, the Nokia Lumias. Uh, and that's because they're offering them 50 to $100 without a contract. Uh, you know, comparatively, where Apple is not doesn't have a device to compete. So, I don't know, to Dan or to TJ or both of you, you know, where do you think this is going to be a game changer in the U.S. or more in international markets? Well, uh, glasses push up for the glasses I'm not wearing currently. I actually have read several articles where cell phones are like a big thing in developing countries because it's really, really expensive to put in landlines and other infrastructure, whereas with a cell phone, technically, as long as, you get, as long as you're in the correct area, you don't have to have infrastructure put in necessarily, and then you can just go. So it's good for starting businesses, it's good for uh, building your business, it's good for, I'm just saying business over and over again, but <laughs> it helps out a lot. And I think that certainly makes sense that the cheaper Windows phone is... Uh, so popular in developing countries because, sure, the iPhone is nice and shiny and probably better at a lot of things, not that I would know, but if you can't afford it, then it doesn't mean jack to the people who need it most. Um, I don't know if the 5C is going to be cheap enough for the developing market if it's only so much cheaper, but if they do manage to make a cheap iPhone, uh, 
than that is actually cheap, then I think they're going to get what they want internationally, if not in America. Because in America, there's enough of us that will just be like, whatever, we'll just go for the new shiny one. You wait in line for six hours for the, the new phone. Exactly. <laughs> just like in those Samsung commercials. We're all robots to the cause. This reminds me back in the day of like when Windows licenses were a big deal. It, it, I'm pretty sure that in like China, Microsoft stopped enforcing licenses and just let anyone install Windows because it was more important that they just start using Windows than it was that they make money off of selling the license. So I think this is kind of the same thing. It's more important that they enter the iOS ecosystem than get them hooked. Yeah. Then you can send they have like an again. awesome experience necessarily. All right. Uh, that's really mostly what there is to talk about the 5C. Um, you know, just the highlights being that it's plastic, it's colors, and it's the old phone, but cheaper. Everybody Most loves it. technology's come to now. Well, it's, ma that's it's mainstream. It's mainstream. I have no problem with colors, and I'm going to share this image because the, the last thought I wanted to go out in was that I actually think this is a good-looking phone, assuming that these pictures are accurate. You know, obviously it's not glass and it's not aluminum, but, you know, for what yeah. it is, I think it's... Uh, no, but I think I think it looks good, and, you know, they don't have to be the shiniest, prettiest things if they just work and the price is right. You know, any company, you want to hit as many levels as possible, and that's what Android has been able to do. And that's what um, Nokia has been able to do really well. Both those companies have phones as low as $50 and phones as high as $300. And and Apple has not been able to compete. Now, do they want to compete in that area? I don't know. That's really tough to say. But I, I just I don't think that um, I don't think it's something I think it's something that they need to do. But I think this is a good way to do it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a start. I don't know. Like, so I guess part of the I think I think the big one of the big barriers to entry for people in the developing world is not necessarily the phone, but you know, because the phone is a one-time cost, but paying for a a plan and paying for data is a much higher cost. Um, so I don't know, but, but I, I guess I guess maybe that. <laughs> what I don't think people realize that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it's like over time. I mean, it doesn't take very long for your plan to cost cost you more than your phone did. That's oh, why yeah. the carriers subsidize phones here. Um, but then again, maybe maybe they're just looking for penetration, like market penetration in other places that are above developing, but not, um, but also not not America. Well, it'll be interesting because, at least recently, <laughs> Apple's been boutique, or close to. Hmm. It's not, like, extreme luxury that you're you're going into, like, New York City and... Well, I mean, it used to be that way. The one Apple store was in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Not, not quite that way anymore, but it was still, like... And it was... A market share. So it's interesting that they're, they are at least apparently trying to do that to now, after focusing in, broadening back out. Right, right. Hmm. 
Maybe. Right. Hopefully it won't bite them in the butt. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. September 10th. Mark your calendars, maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep throwing in disclaimers so when someone maybe. points out that we're wrong, I can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Seven also supposed to come out. September 10th. Dun, dun, dun. That's the rumor. That's the, you know, that is one thing I will give Apple credit over Microsoft. When Apple releases iOS 7, it's available that day. When Windows releases 8.1, they wait around a couple months. Yeah. Because they can. But Feels bad. I digress. Uh, let's move on to the phone uh, everyone's equally as much talking about, the 5S. Now, this is the uh, obviously the update. Uh, to the iPhone 5. The rumor name is iPhone 5S because we went from 4 to 4S, from 3G to 3GS. Um, so, rumors, speculation, go figure. Um, the theory here is that the general design of the phone will be similar. That happened the same between the 4 and the 4S. Um, that it's the internals and the features that change uh, rather than the outside. Uh, but you can't get too far into... Uh, iPhone 5S without talking about uh, probably the single, depends how you look at it, craziest rumor, neatest rumor, uh, rumor, uh, that is the biometric scanner. Uh, This has been just all over the internet, and when it first came out, people were just not buying this idea that Apple would put a fingerprint reader built into the iPhone itself. Um, but as time is getting closer, more and more people are starting to believe it, and the general trend is that this we could really see one in the next iPhone. I know when we covered this a couple episodes ago, we talked about fingerprint scanners, and our general consensus kind of came to possible but unlikely. Um, I don't know. Do you guys think that the mentality here is shifting? Um. Uh, I, I don't remember saying it was unlikely. Maybe I did. I don't typically remember what I say. But I think it, it's a lot better than typing in the code because you can like see the little smudges on the screen. Like I've seen that work pretty well. Uh, it's the same thing with like the patterns on the Android phone. Actually, <laughs> the patterns on the Android phone are a lot easier to read than like yeah. tapping in the numbers on an iPhone. Hmm. So I think it'd be cool. I would want it because like if you lose your phone. It's nice to have that extra layer of security. Yeah. I I realize, like, if it actually works well, I want it because I don't ever want to type in my password to the App Store ever again. Ever. Oh! Yeah, because... That's the most annoying thing. Is it, is it also on iOS 7, that thing they have in the new OS 10 where it's The keychain. Like yeah. Their last pass. That would be awesome. Oh man, then then you could just have your phone could have it could be like the phone could be your two factor auth and the password would just be your finger. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Yeah, and to be the, oops, sorry, to be the yeah. plebe here. We're talking about the biometric scanner. Is there going to be like on the back or like there's just gonna be this fat section at the bottom like one of those little areas, or is it going to be on the screen? Is it going to do it like that? The the latest rumor is that it's the home button is going to look very similar to the home button you have now, and it will be built into the home button. I see. So it will be very similar to... So just, just integrate it into the design. Basically, yeah, and just put your finger on it. I mean, hmm. I think this is really interesting. Um, 
for business, mainly because, you know, we're in this revolution, and I definitely think at some point we should do a show on bring your own device, uh, this sort of movement of bringing your own technology to work, whether it be Apple, Android, Windows, whatever. Um, but businesses are hesitant to invest in Apple devices because of how much security is built into it or lack of security. Uh, but as they're moving away from BlackBerry, uh, you know, Samsung's making a big push into enterprise, and I think a fingerprint scanner would be a great differentiator for um, iOS, provided it's implemented correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, and again, this is going to be me being the plebe again, but I feel like the security that people are most concerned with that BlackBerry at least used to provide has nothing to do with whether someone has physical access to your phone or not. So, I mean, I guess it gives the the perception of security, but I don't know if, <laughs> if, if people actually know what they're talking about, says the person who doesn't know what they're talking about when it comes to <laughs> security on their mobile devices, then I don't know if that biometric scanner is really going to be helpful in changing that perception of security. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I feel like enterprise adoption is a lot, a lot about being able to manage devices and like remotely do stuff and and enforce restrictions and things. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and I I want to say, uh, not Greg in our chat room uh, has mentioned that. Um, yeah. A lot of businesses do use Apple products and iPhones specifically, yeah. and and you know, not Greg is completely right, and I'll give him credit for that. But uh, it is a growing business, and and I would not be at all surprised to see Apple start to push into it more and more, um, and anything they can do to differentiate. But I guess my question about the fingerprint reader is like most of these sort of kind of fun Google Glass is sort of a similar idea, where it's like, is it on the phone because it 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 works really well, or is it on the phone because it makes a good commercial? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, is I mean, it is it really that great, or is it just kind of a fun idea? Well, I think I think it could be like if it if it actually works, like that's pretty awesome, right? Where it, I mean, I could see that being actually a, a quality of life improvement versus like you know Siri, which makes for a good commercial, but like you know, I use Siri like every day. And by every day, I mean I used it that one day that I got the phone. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, but I think it could be cool. And I also, I had a random, random tidbit that I just kind of remembered. I think, like, historically versus Android, Apple ha has always had much better, like, enterprise support, haven't they? Because they, they always had Exchange built in, and, like, they kind of hit the ground running there whereas it took Google a while to catch up. But, um, yeah. I think that Google did catch up and surpass, though, because they have, like, the... Uh, you can, like, set policies on phones now as to what they oh, can really? and can't install, and they can have special certificates and things. I don't think you can do that on the iPhone. Maybe you can in iOS 7. Maybe yeah. I don't. I don't know if you can have policies on like things to install, but I don't know. Are yeah. iPhones encrypted? That's a good question. I know Android. Android can be now. I bet there's somebody in the chat room who could answer that question. <laughs> I hope Probably. 
since uh, only two of us are qualified to even be part of this discussion right now. <laughs> uh, Enterprise experts, we are not. But uh, I guess while we're waiting on an answer for the chat room, because uh, if you do want to hear about our longer discussion on fingerprint readers, I recommend, I believe it was episodes eight or nine, I think nine, uh, go back and listen to that, because we had a wonderful discussion on what fingerprint readers could mean. But I want to talk about something that some people believe to be equally as crazy as a fingerprint reader, and that would be... Bum, 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 gold! <laughs> That's right! Gold! The there gold iPhone! There are companies iPhone. that do this, you know? There are companies that will take your Apple product and make it gold. They're about to go out of business if this is true. It's crazy. Now, I want to say this is not made of actual gold, for the record. It is a gold plating... Uh, we don't the know metal. that, Sean. It could be made out of actual. You gold. know what? I will. I it will bet you on the show. Literal, just like that. Dan, if they come out with a literal gold iPhone, I will eat my hat. I will eat an actual hat. <laughs> okay. Hat. You heard Can it here. Can we do that on the show? I will eat a hat if it's a if it's literally made of the of the metal gold. You know, I was actually reading something recently that uh, in medieval slash early modern times, the true nobility used to eat uh, with utensils of aluminum because it was actually the most difficult and expensive rare metal to have, and the lesser nobility ate with utensils of gold. So, since the current iPhones are made with uh, aluminum and glass, I don't think it's too crazy. We're bringing, back, we're bringing that historical significance. You may have just taught the first lesson ever on the show. Someone may have finally... It took 11 episodes. Someone finally learned something. Um, so thanks. Um, no, the, You have learned today. And the reason the gold kind of makes sense is because currently it's the black and the silver um, in the phone. And uh, apparently, from what I've read and what I understand, the plating process they use to do black and gold... Um, is very uh, easy to transition to a gold color. It's not like where they have to redesign the phone or they have to make it out of plastic or something. Uh, to go to a metallic color like gold um, is not super difficult um, to do. So that's why this kind of naturally makes sense. There was also a rumor online today, um, and I'm going to bring up the picture here while I'm talking, that there could also be a, uh, this was a leaked photo, a graphite uh, 5S as well with this silver color. Um, do do you guys think the specifically the gold, but maybe also the graphite, are going to matter to people, sell more phones, sell less phones? Are people going to love it, people going to hate it? I don't know. What do you guys think? I think the... I don't know, actually. Or do you just have no opinion? The white on gold looks tacky. I don't... Yeah. That, from the description in the picture, that was a test model, and I think it will be entirely gold. You think, like, the front would be gold? Gold-tinted view of your world. Even the, even the current iPhone 5S is entirely one shade. The tops and bottoms are different colors. Yeah. Or current iPhone 5, rather. Well, this is sort of the, the picture that has been... So you see it's kind of that consistent... I don't You're think really that zoomed in. I'm, uh, am I? Yeah. yeah. There, there we go. go. Now it's holding. Oh, there you go. 
Yeah, I don't. Computers are difficult. Huh. Um, yeah, well, I, so yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what the front was look like because it just seems it seems too super tacky to have like a gold front. Yeah, because then the like you'd have a gold edge, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's there's kind of an edge on the phone, anyways. But like, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe maybe Johnny Ive is gonna wow us all. Wow. I don't know. Does he even do phones? Maybe not. Yeah, he does that. What is he? He's like the senior. He's like the senior design. Like he's in charge of design for everything. Oh, interesting. If he has some ridiculous title. Because right. he's Sir Johnny Ive. <laughs> That's true. So, um, aside from fingerprint scanner and color, what else do we know about the iPhone 5s? Well. Um, nothing, because these are all rumors. But other things that are rumors uh, include a faster A7 processor, rumors anywhere from a 30 to 40% increase in performance, uh, also an improved camera with a dual LED flash, uh, and that helps to offset discoloration in photos uh, and improve pictures in lower light. Um, they are saying better battery life, you know, the usual stuff we see in uh, updated Apple devices. And, of course... Um, iOS 7 is going to come uh, pre-installed with it and get all those fun features that we already know about from the previous announcement, though. Who knows? We may get one or two new ones at this new announcement. They're saying prices will roughly stay the same, um, and again, at this uh, September 10th event. So, um, guys, overall thoughts on the iPhone 5S? Are you going to run out to go and buy one, or you could you care less? Is your current phone fine? I, I, what, what are we thinking? Um, I might not buy one. <laughs> I probably won't wait in line to buy one. But my my 4s is is <laughs> slowly reaching the 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 end of its its existence. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, functional life, I guess. See, I don't um, feel that way about my 4s. There's nothing I want that I yeah. see here. It mine works fine and it's smaller. I'm I'm yeah. No, mine's just like it started to run crappier and the battery doesn't I think I also I've had mine for longer than you too. That's true. Um so it's not it's not so much that I want a new phone. Like I like the 4S a lot. I totally agree with you. I like the glass and the way it feels and stuff. But it's just like it's almost time for a new phone. I, I demand a quality experience from my mobile device, and, and I, I won't provide it much longer. I will say that's one thing that really bugs me is when people complain when Android phones slow down after a year, but no one says anything about how Apple phones also slow down after a year or two of use. So that's that's baloney. That's bias. Well, so slow down I mean, for me. I will say that although I don't have a horse in this race because I'm going to be away for a little bit and I won't be buying the newest Apple phone, but granted, I did get my Samsung... Oh, here it is on the thing. It's in a terrible case. Don't judge it too harshly, although you should judge it harshly. My Samsung Stratosphere, I did get it while it was already old on the market. I, I may have to switch to Apple for my next phone just, just, <laughs> just so I know in the future what it's like because... There are things I like about having an Android phone, but sometimes I feel like, at least with this particular model, it was just unfinished. Some some design flaws. 
Also, yeah. I have some uh, NFL games I'm never going to play, and I can't get rid of them. Bane <laughs> of my existence. <laughs> That's yeah. the real complaint I have about my phone. Games I can't install. And Apple does not have that problem. No. No, they do not. And, and I will say, you know, the obviously I'm not going to run out and buy it. The only thing I care about on this phone, when it comes to new devices, incremental updates are boring. Big, crazy new features are exciting. Biometrics, cool. Slightly better camera, meh. Don't care. You know, I want, like, the, the uh, Lumia 1020 41 megapixel camera. A million. Yeah, but, you, like, you don't, I don't know. You I guess the Lumia is probably supposed to take really good pictures, right? But um, like I have, I have, I have my Galaxy Four and my my iPhone, and like the Galaxy Four at four S four four whatever four million four galaxies. I don't. That has like a thirteen megapixel camera, right? And the iPhone four S has like an eight. But but the pictures I take with the iPhone are significantly better, I think. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, and a lot of that is software from Apple and image processing. But, you know, you mm-hmm. can only do so much with the number of megapixels. That's, you know, not right. that you're necessarily going to get a better picture, but you just have a lot more to play with when you have that. So that's that's really my only argument, is I just want to see big, exciting things. And for me, the fingerprint scanner is it, but as we've said this entire time, it's a wait and see how it's implemented. That's true. That's Will true. it work? We don't know. Will it work? <laughs> We can only hope for the best. Um, Well, uh, I want to move on, but I also want to say we had someone uh, post on Google Plus, believe it or not. Someone uh, posts on Google Plus? Yeah, people use Google Plus. I know, right? Wow. You were berating me for not being on Google Plus anymore. (laughs) No, and I'm happy to to talk about it. Not now, but uh, I love Google Plus, and I think it's excellent, and I wish more people would use it. Um, but I want to get this person's name so I can be fair and uh, give them credit. Uh, whew, uh, <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, Sean. Jabstra Habteg Igbriel commented and said, Yay for Samsung. Well, you, you are in luck because we're going to move on from Apple devices to Samsung devices. That's right. Is that uh, my phone? <laughs> Sam- they exist. That's right, Samsung. It's still a thing. Well, uh, Samsung is also poised to do some big announcements in the coming weeks. Uh, the headliners for the announcement, the Galaxy Note 3. Uh-huh. There's already been three of them. Um, and the Galaxy Gear uh, smartwatch. So... Let's start with the Note 3. Um, I don't know if you guys even care about the Note 3. So big. <laughs> it's a phablet. Let's be real, guys. Call it by its name. It's bigger than the Nexus 7, right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. That, come on. It? No, it's not. That's... <laughs> no. Don't listen to him, people. No, no, no. This is, um, I think... Five point... The Note 3 would have a 6.3 inch display. Oh. Yeah. That's not that bad. I can't get the website to load. Um, so... It's so... What? I can't get over it. How large the phone is. I saw one of those for the first time in person not that long ago, and it's pretty shocking. 
I was very surprised. All right, this website's not going to work for me. Um, so what do you guys are do? We care about the uh, the Note Three. Yeah, I'm sure some. This is a phone. Yeah, it's a phablet. Is it a phone? Is it a tablet? <laughs> it's a when phablet. You said, when you said that, I thought you were like trying to make some thing about how it was like a too large tablet, and I was like, how could that be a thing? And then I realized, no, we're talking about phones. That's pretty disgusting. Yeah. So, I don't know, it says here 6.3 inches in January, but then in March it was 5.9 inches, and then June apparently it might be 5.7 inches. So maybe it won't be quite as big. I don't know. I think Samsung really wants to corner that market that Apple found of people who love taking pictures with their iPads. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of just doing this, they want to they have this. They want to... I walked out of Grand Central today, and as happens about once out of every four times I walk out, someone immediately stops to take a picture of the Chrysler building because <laughs> there aren't any better views than right outside of Grand Central. Kneeled down and held the iPad up <laughs> into the sky. Classy. That's pro camera work right there. I can't believe they let people they like that in They should put a back camera on that. Apple of all people. Anyways, Galaxy Note. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I want to thank... Um, I have to see who it was. Greg. Not not Greg, but other Greg. There's a lot of Gregs. It's very confusing. Uh, for mentioning the uh, Samsung Galaxy Mega, which I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, and this is... Now. This is uh, a 6.3-inch screen, uh. which I think... Is a, is, which is absolutely massive, coming on AT and T uh, soon for you to laugh at your friends when they buy it. <laughs> uh, you know, instead of like the mall now, they'll just have like places you can go in the mall and you can add like wheels to your your tablet. Yeah, and just rollerblades. <laughs> you get two of them exactly. You get one for you, for you and the other for your other foot. <laughs> you just go. Yeah, so everything you need into one transportation, communication, <laughs> humiliation. <You> know, <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned that, and I had to look this up because I forgot about it. But um, they actually, Microsoft actually put wheels on a Microsoft Surface tablet and actually rode it around as a skateboard. Um, I feel like you're supposed to do that to other companies, like when whoever it was, was it the CEO of HP got the MacBook Air for his birthday and they cut cake with it? I, I don't <laughs> know. I've always company. wanted to do that. It was yeah. some It was some PC company, some person in it, it was his birthday, they got him a MacBook Air, and as a joke, they did that. I don't think you, you're not supposed to do that with your own, your own stuff. <laughs> I always wanted to eat off of my iPad, like, like <laughs> take dinner and serve myself, and then eat. You live in such opulence. <laughs> well, I've never done it. I just, I just wanted to. But he to. has his iPad too now. So what does he need his iPad for? That's a literal TV dinner tray. <laughs> that you can watch TV. You can watch your TV through your food. This makes it something slightly translucent. Like clam yeah. chowder. Clam chowder. <laughs> Maybe you can heat the iPad a little bit so it's more like bullshit. Or if it's one of the iPad 3s, you can just leave it on for a little bit and it'll heat itself. 
There you go. Just, <laughs> well, you can cook the food and then eat it on it. Maybe maybe it would be good for kids like kids, and you could put all their vegetables on the iPad, so that way they can't see the game they're playing until they finish their vegetables. The gamification of, of child rearing. Maybe it'll be like... <laughs> you get, like, 3D glasses, it'll be the new, like, Fruit Ninja 3.0. <laughs> With actual fruit. <laughs> actual swords. Fruit. With actual swords. <laughs> you can only really play the game once, and then your iPad's ruined, but... <laughs> Whatever. Again, you already have your iPad, too, so what does it matter? Oh, my God. Uh, Brilliant geniuses here on Don't Panic. Um, With that, I guess we'll move on from the Note 3, because no one cares, uh, to the Samsung Galaxy Gear smartwatch. Do we care about that? Maybe. Tell us about it, Sean. I would love to, Dan, because this website works. So what it is is Samsung is rumored later... Uh, in September to come out with a smart watch. That smart watch uh, would have an OLED display about 2.5 inches diagonally uh, containing an actual processor in the watch. Now, this isn't a pebble that just gets notifications from your phone. No, 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 no. This is an actual tiny little computer on your wrist. It's going to have Bluetooth 4.0 LTE, NFC. Um, it's going to have speakers in it. I mean, this this thing looks kind of wacky if you go just purely by the specs. Um, it's going to have a, a decent-sized battery in it, uh, and it's going to go on your wrist because it's a watch. Wait, how uh, big's the screen? Six point three inches. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just strap it right on your wrist, and it's was that in circumference? Because you said it was two something inches diagonally. So. Diagonally, yes. Uh, I <laughs> I can just imagine strapping like an iPad to your. All right. Well, um, I feel like this will be popular in people ten to twenty years older than us who really love their calculator watches in the eighties. It could be the ultimate calculator watch. Those were cool. People love that stuff. Well, and what, obviously, someone made this. So. <laughs> See, this I is, feel like the. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt you, Sean. You can go. No, I was just going to tell you more about the product, but you go ahead. Oh, I was going to start talking about No one cares. Um, I already interrupted him. I feel like, like, does anyone actually want another thing? Like, is this supposed to replace your cell phone? Like, why why would you want to have another LTE device that, like... Destroys your data. Well, this would cost another forty dollars a month or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. No, um, I, from what I understand of this, uh, these rumors, rumors, uh, is that it will not, it will use your phone for internet, but it will be able to process more data itself on the on the watch. So it won't just be, it'll be a two-way connection with your phone rather than your phone just sending notifications to your watch. Uh-huh. So... I think, I think I understand. So it looks being, like, like Google Glass does, kind of. Like, it doesn't yeah. have its own 3G, but it, it piggybacks off your cell Right, but it can do more than just, a, you know, it actually communicates back and forth. Um, right. It's going to... Uh, run apps, which, who doesn't want their watch to run apps? Uh, of course, not from the Google Play Store, but it said an, a Samsung app store, which, because we need more app stores. Yeah, um, especially from Samsung. Yeah, right? Uh, and it's going to be running some version of Android uh, right on the watch itself. Um, so what does it really mean? Uh, it's going to be, certainly, watches are the new hot 
thing. I mean, people are talking about the Apple iWatch and is Google going to do a watch, Google Glass, wearables. We had a whole show on it. Um, but is the is the future in the the watch that itself is actually smart? Is it in connected devices? I mean, I does, are you guys in any way excited for the uh, for the Galaxy Gear smartwatch? Does anyone wear watches anymore? <laughs> I do. I mean, I wear my Fitbit, and I think if my Fitbit had a screen on it and still did its Fitbit stuff, I would still wear it. <laughs> and I might enjoy it. <laughs> you might. You might just. I might hate it though. It's a fair point. I don't know. I watch YouTube videos on an, an even smaller screen than I already suffer through on my iPod Touch. Is really the question that burns in my heart. I, I want to know how low that resolution can go. <laughs> it's OLED. <laughs> 4K. I want 4K on my watch. <laughs> Let me know when that's a thing. I, don't, I, don't, I I'm indifferent. I don't. Yeah. I have high hopes, but the more I think about it, the less I'm like, that could be really cool. But maybe there's something I'm thinking of, like the fact yeah. watch. Yeah. You are all right. So people still wear watches for whatever reason. I don't know. Especially on a podcast like this, all y'all are letting me down. But like, oh, that's right. Colby does wear a watch for all the practical reasons of wearing I, a watch. I, I, I don't really as much anymore. I because um, it's it gets in the Fitbit gets in the way. Well, and it's just you have to have a pocket watch. Ah, yes. <laughs> Which um, I don't think they're making smart pocket watches anytime soon. Soon, soon you get a bigger screen. Isn't <laughs> isn't isn't like like a cell phone a pocket watch basically like well exactly well but that's what I'm saying like you have your cell phone or your iPod that's not your phone to be your watch why do you need to make just take your phone or your iPod and shrink it down and put it on your wrist and do less I mean it is more of an accessory than its own individual device but why. Yeah, I yeah. for for me, I'm making more coffee, so excuse me while I stand here and chit chat. <laughs> um, no, for for me, what's exciting about the idea of a watch is I just if the price is right and the features are there, I'm going to buy it. Am I going to buy this watch? Probably not in any way. I have no interest in Samsung devices because I think they're very flashy and gimmicky and not really about making actual good products. So as a company, I'm never a big fan of Samsung. Um, and that they push our Google Plus fan there. <laughs> well, you know, sorry, spam bot. here for me and my phone, so it's no, because just it's and they push technology out before it's ready, just so they can be first, kind of like with this watch. Um, but I, I like, and I've said this before on the show. I, I like the idea of connected devices, and you know, we've talked about how good things like Fitbit are, but I just see this watch as an extension of that. It has a Fitbit built in, but it also gives notifications, and it can also talk to you and, you know, do all kinds of other things you want your smartwatch to do. So I don't think smartwatches are, you know, dead or a bad idea. I just think this watch is not something I'm going to buy. I think, so I think there's definitely, like, a niche market here. Like, um, you know, obviously the Pebble, the Pebble smart, I don't know, is it a smartwatch? The Pebble watch got a pretty great reception on Kickstarter when they started. And I, like, I've met, met a few people that have Pebbles, and they seem to really like them. 
Um, but I think I think this might be taking it a little too far as far as as features go. Like I think like at the end of the day, pretty much every any any most experiences are going to be better on your phone than they are on the watch. But the the watch like where it shines is when you don't have to take your phone out of your pocket to do something that you can do entirely on the watch. And I think that's the kind of things like knowing who's calling you when you're in a meeting or re- being able to read your text messages and see what's up discreet, like relatively unobtrusively. Um, so, I mean, I think having it be so hardcore might might just be a little over the top. Like, it, it just feels like a phone that you wear on your wrist rather than an extension of your phone. Less is more. And as a result, I think it's going to be over like not overpriced necessarily, but more expensive than the person who's looking for this is going to want to pay for it. It's a very solid decision we've reached, um, and with that, we're going to move on. Uh, we have two more rumors in the rundown, but we're running a little short on time, and I want to keep us in that around that hour mark. Uh, so we'll quickly talk about these last two, get a few sentences in, and then move on to our picks this week. Uh, everyone did get picks in, right? Uh. Colby's going to work on that while we talk about the next two stories. Um, so, who here is a big fan of Nokia? Yeah, Nokia. They make those cool Windows phones that no one uses. They, they. Well, at least you called them cool, so I'll take that. Uh, I, I try. You know me. I try to be the Windows guy on the show. Uh, so let's get excited for Nokia because. You know, it's that time of the year. It's announcement season before the Christmas holiday, so Nokia's got to have an event too. And the question is, what are they going to announce? Well, uh, there's a good chance one of them are going to be uh, one of our personal favorites, the phablet. That's right, the enormous phone. Um, the size is not listed in this article I'm looking at, but it's it's, it's yes. <laughs> As large as six inches, so a Galaxy Note size, um, that would run, uh, obviously, Windows Phone, which Nokia uses almost exclusively, certainly, in the United States. Um, The other part of this rumor would be, and perhaps this is a little more interesting, is a Nokia 10-inch Windows RT tablet. Uh, This would be ARM-based with a detachable keyboard stand, as we see. Uh, and in those fun color options Nokia does uh, at a reasonable price. Um, all of these are said to rumor to be announced sometime in late September, possibly the 26th, depending on what rumor you look at. Um, but there are rumors that the tablet could be pushed back to the Windows 8.1 announcement uh, in October. Um, quickly, any, uh, any quick thoughts on this before we move on? No. Okay. Well, uh, I will say that uh, I don't think Windows RT is dead. I just think it needs better hardware. And if anyone can make good hardware, I'm putting faith in Nokia. So, um, so wait, this I, would be a Windows RT phablet? No. There would be a Windows phone phablet at 6 inches and a 10-inch <laughs> Windows RT tablet. That is not a phone. That is not a phone. Okay. Because Microsoft is very specific that if it makes calls, it's Windows Phone. They don't like to mix the two. All right. I'd be excited to see if Nokia can make a good Windows tablet. 
because even the Surface RT wasn't that impressive, and and Nokia so far, at least as of late, has been making really quality hardware. So we'll have to see. With cool. that, we're going to move on to our last rumor, possibly the most fun rumor, possibly the most unlikely rumor, uh, and that would be that Google is building its own self-driving cars for robotic taxis. That's right. Yes. We know Google for a long time has been working on uh, self-driving cars. This isn't any kind of secret, but uh, there is a rumor, quote-unquote, that uh, Google has been unwilling to find a current car manufacturer like a Toyota or a Ford to include this technology in their cars. So instead, they're just going to build it on their own. And the rumor is that uh, they've been studying this idea that their vehicles, they could just build them and send out a robotic fleet of taxis that will just show up at your door automatically and drive you places. So um, my question is, clearly this is true, how soon are we going to see automatic cars from Google driving everywhere? I've been talking about this ever since they announced the self-driving cars. Like, Zipcar is great, except you have to pay for the car when it's just sitting in your destination two hours away. Imagine Zipcar is where it gets you to your destination two and a half hours away, and then it just drives off and continues making money for whoever owns it, and you don't have to pay for it. It's a win-win. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I want uh, it as soon as possible. That's the and dream. I, also, the also shameless plug. Uh, Ten bucks says I see it before you guys. <laughs> I'm not gonna take that bet because you will win. West Coast, East Coast. Show off. Also, I'm pretty sure. I'm sh- pretty sure self-driving cars are legal in California and Nevada now. So that's absolutely that's true. Our, already one step in the right direction. Many things are legal in many states that aren't necessarily there <laughs> or you don't want to be there. <laughs> I mean, my, my question is, does it make sense for Google to build their own cars? I mean, you can't just snap your fingers and start building an automobile. Uh, well, you know, it's a lot more complicated than a lot of other things. Well, it worked for Tesla, sort of. It did, though. but it took a lot of money and a decent amount of time and they're still not no, out cars that quickly. But and then another re- maybe the reason Google is doing it by itself is not because they couldn't get anyone, but that well it is they couldn't get anyone because the idea of a self-driving car is the antithesis of the current automobile thing. Because why get your own car? Why right. have multiple cars? Why have any cars? And you can just be like, hey Google, why don't you map me over someplace? And that just destroys a whole lot of current car. Imagine culture. Google Maps with just a button that, that takes you there. Just a take me there button. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh god. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Boys just narrating the drive, though. Yes. If you look on your left, you'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'll just go down the line, starting with Colby, and I'll just ask, which do we see first, Hyperloop or Google's autonomous taxis? Autonomous taxis, I think. What about you guys? Definitely the autonomous taxis. The Hyperloop is not happening. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It'll happen right after they make that giant tunnel between L.A. and New York for the high-speed train system. <laughs> All right. Like a, 
It, it might even happen right before they finish the First Avenue subway in New York. <laughs> That's true. And moving sidewalks. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, when Google announces their taxi fleet, uh, you can recall this moment and point and laugh at me that I called it ridiculous. Right. I will, Sean. I, I know. It's, that's my entire life is that. Um, and with that, we are going to move on uh, to our picks this week. Uh, before we do, I want to give a shout-out to everybody hanging out in our chat room tonight on our website, don'tpanic.io, uh, and they have been giving fantastic feedback the entire show. We really appreciate you guys hanging out, watching live, and uh, commenting along, because we actually do use and talk about it. So let's shout-out to those guys. Yeah, especially Greg and not Greg. And other Greg? And other Greg. All the Gregs and not Greg. <laughs> Greg Star. I guess everybody. Whether you're Greg or you're not Greg. <laughs> um, and with that, we are going to move on to our picks this week. Bum, 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 bum. Um, TJ, uh, you can think about it while we do our picks. I don't know if you have anything... I uh, say, don't start with names. No, 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 no. We certainly won't. And you, you're not required to do one. But each week, each of us pick an app, uh, a website, hardware, software, just something cool we discovered in the past week we want to share with everybody. Um, so think about it. You don't have to do one. But while you're thinking, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to show off mine. Now, I know I said last week I wanted to do Metro apps, because I think there should be more, and I really want to highlight them, and Lord knows everyone loves Windows 8. So... <laughs> no dissent uh, on that point. <laughs> so what I did was I went ahead and picked out... Um, eh! <laughs> I love when that happens. <laughs> so uh, I picked out a Metro app, and this is called Filebrick. Uh, it is currently free on the Windows Store, um, it is also, uh, that version includes ads and some limitations. It's 250 to unlock total. But I'm going to uh, go here. Can you still see what I'm doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to open Filebrick. And essentially what Filebrick is, is it's a file manager for Metro. Now, that's one of the things Metro lacks. If you really want to get deep into your files and look up something or open something from your file system, you really have to go back to the desktop. And I don't want to do that. One of the other problems I have is there are 38 different web cloud services, and I want them all in one place. And yes, I end up using all of them, despite the fact I don't want to. Well, Filebrick helps. So it looks at your local files and your cloud files and files on your local network. So for example, I've bookmarked a couple of files here on the left-hand side of the screen in orange, and I can click, for example, iTunes Music. And I shouldn't have opened that because it's a massive folder and it will take a bit to load. So yeah. on second thought... I don't why know does why. it take so long to load? Uh, because I'm running a Hangout, three cameras. Give me a break. Uh, oh. So I'm going to click on Desktop, and instead it's going to show you the couple files. I can open up this folder here. Um, and essentially what it does is it shows you all the stuff, music, files, all kinds of, you know, whatever's in the folder, essentially. And what's great is from here, um, you can click, and I'll show you from another one that you can click and open stuff. The other great thing is not only is it local files you bookmark, but it's cloud, so I've got SkyDrive hooked up Dropbox, Google Drive. Um, so if I go into my Google Drive here, it's going to pull down those files automatically, and all I have to do is uh, click on it. This is a Word document, and just by clicking on it, it's going to go ahead and automatically open it in Word back on the desktop. If, it's a, if you open it in a Metro app, like a picture, it'll open it in Metro. Really simple. Um, which I like. 
because Windows often is not always simple, but I'm glad this is. So mm -hmm. if I flick back to the app, the other cool thing that I like is not only does it do your traditional cloud services, but it does some ones you wouldn't think of. For example, Facebook and Twitter. Now, I couldn't get the Facebook integration to work when I was setting this up today. I don't know why, but if I'm assuming it's similar. When you link to Twitter, I can actually, and I don't know how they do this because it's super cool, but it actually links to all the photos I've posted or retweeted on the website, on Twitter. So here's, you know, all kinds of, here's a picture I posted and I can tap it. And what it will do is it will actually open up the, um, the picture. <laughs> and it shows me wh what the tweet was, where the image, um, and I can do all kinds of special things with that. It does a similar thing with Facebook. It will also link with services like Box, um, Picasa photos, or now Google Plus photos. It will link with YouTube. And you can actually look at your playlists and your specific videos um, just by tapping there, and that pulls that down from the web. Um, it's just a really cool, so here are all the different uh, videos I have on my uh, YouTube, and I can click and it'll start playing it right on YouTube. So this app is FileBrick. Uh, it's a really cool way to look at your files in Metro on Windows 8. Um, it's the best way I've seen to do it, and especially because it integrates all the cloud stuff, and I do recommend paying the 250 because you drop the ads, you unlock a couple extra services, um, and I'm really excited about it. So that is FileBrick. You can find it out now on the Windows Store. And that's my pick. Wow. Bam. Bam. <laughs> all right, uh, let's move on. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right, Dan, jump right in. Uh, I'm kind of jealous because each week I want to do more picks like yours, and I'm like, what's well, a technology show? I can't. But you you bridge the gap well, so I'm excited and I'm a fan. So what's yeah, your pick this week? This is a pretty, pretty on topic. So it's a British comedy show called The IT Crowd, and the basic premise is, is it's two IT workers in this giant megalithic company who work in the basement, and their workplace is a mess, and they have got, like anime posters and vintage sci-fi action figures, you know, all the things that you would think. And that just makes it really authentic and cool. <laughs> <laughs> all of the um, things that you find in a normal IT department. <laughs> right, yeah. Monitors smashed on the ground, things like that. Uh, but their boss kind of accidentally got the job and actually knows nothing about computers, and that's kind of the premise for the show. So it's not always about technology, but when it is, they get it pretty right, and it's absolutely hilarious for anyone who has ever worked in IT support, just turn it off and turn it back on again. <laughs> uh, so the IT crowd is available on Netflix all the seasons. They're actually doing a new episode. I think they're just going to do one more episode in the next year or so that's going to come out. I don't know if that'll be a Netflix exclusive or what, but there's at least one more coming. But otherwise, the show's done, unfortunately. Sadly. Colby, what do you have for us? All right, so mine's mine's kind of analog to um, recently. So it turns out that Walgreens has an iPhone app, and I would have assumed that that was stupid and never something I would ever think to download uh, because I live in the future. And Walgreens is not the future. <laughs> However, it turns How out that... What? How wrong you were. Yeah. 
I was totally wrong. So it turns out that from their iPhone app, you can import and print out your Instagram photos. Um, and it, you know, so Instagram is like, is like you take, you know, crappy smartphone photos and then you make them square and put cool filters on them and it looks like you can take pictures almost. And like, I would have, I, part of me always thought that that just like applied on the computer. Like these won't actually look good in real life. They just look good on your crappy smartphone screen. But it turns out like when you print them out, they look really great. And I don't know, like I have, so I have all these like square pictures that are oh, that's awesome. neat. Yeah, they look so good. They're like just awesome. So my mind is totally blown, and now I have to like I I have a bunch of pictures that I have to find something to put pictures in, because this is not something I would have ever considered to have to deal with. Um, so totally unprepared. But if you ever want to print out like really nice pictures, specifically from Instagram, you download the Walgreens app and you can pick it. You send it in. You like tap the button and you can pick them up within an hour. So, it's pretty legit. That is super cool. What's the? Do you know the cost per uh, per print on one of those? I have no idea. Is it reasonable? I assume so. Okay. I, mean, I can't. I can't imagine it's any any more or less expensive than, than any printing other. regular photos. You use less paper. They're square, but that's that's cool. Yeah. You can do a lot of cool collage stuff with that. So, um, that's sweet. Cool pick. All right. Good job, Colby. Uh, TJ, do you uh, have anything you want to share with us this week? No, I do. Um, okay. This is the episode of Rumors, Lies, and Things. Um, I'm going to go way out on a limb here because I don't keep up with the tech world being a guest. Um, but if you haven't heard about it or right yet, you should totally do it now. Uh, Saga by Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples. Uh, it's sci-fi and fantasy in space, actually, because um, there's guns and shooting and sex planets and all that cool stuff, <laughs> and then people who do magic and have horns and may or may not fuck goats. Who knows? But uh, it's, a TV show. It's, a, it's a graphic novel series that's being done by a really good author uh, in comics and a really fantastic artist. Uh, the two two trades are out now. They collect the first 12 issues, uh, and the uh, third arc is starting again this month. Oh, apparently, uh, yes. Sean, Sean has both the trades. I just got them the other day, read through them in like a day, and they're great. <laughs> so it's Man, not I just would me. not have guessed that you were a graphic novel enthusiast. This is you the first one I've ever bought. You don't have really? to be. You, you could hate comics, read this, and be like, Yes, it's an excellent. Story. I really like comics, so it's not it's no big deal. But you should look at this. Nice. Yeah, they're they're wonderfully. I I cannot stress how excellent of a pick this is, because I I bought this on a recommendation and I could not put it down and I actually ran out to a physical Barnes and Noble to buy the second one, <laughs> and now I'm bummed that that there's been a break for a while, but. Well, the, you have to wait for the trades, but the next issue of the of the third arc is coming out this month. So um, they're they're excellently animated, uh, wonderfully drawn. I mean, the, the the illustrations are excellent, and the story is amazing. So even if even if you don't like graphic novels, you don't like comic books, 
Um, they're just plain good books. So one of the main characters is the ghost of a little girl who floats around with her entrails coming out of her torso. So it's you know quality right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find that there for you. There she is. Pink, pinkness. I mean, it's it's kind of it's weird and edgy, but the story is just really kind of both touching and interesting, and um, you really don't want to put it down. Nice. Can I get it on my Kindle? I just looked, and you can. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm not sure if you want to read it on an actual Kindle, though. You'd probably want to read it on an iPad. Kindle Fire or something. Yeah. You can get it for an, an iPad. Yeah, you can. Or on Comics your... are something that have not been been adequately transferred into the digital medium. Um, I've, actually, I, I've actually written papers on that, so... Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm super psyched. I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> awesome! Wow, I, we had some great picks this week. Uh, I'm I'm actually gonna use pretty much all of them, so I'm really excited. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, with that being said, uh, I'm gonna say our usual end of show wrap up stuff, and that would be. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody out there who watched live and again interacted with us in the chat room. That was awesome. Uh, and we want to see more of that each and every week. Again, Tuesday, 11 Eastern. 8 p.m. Pacific, or whatever it may be in your own respective time zone. Uh, use the internet. What am I, a clock? Um, but please, come and watch us live. Don't panic.io. Click listen live. There you'll see not only the live uh, YouTube stream, but you'll also see the chat room. We really want you to join us, and we appreciate it. But if you can't be here live, check us out after the fact. Video and audio versions are available at don'tpanic.io, and you can get all the latest updates on when episodes are available, when we're live, what the show topics are, you name it, we're there. Don't uh, Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. I want to give a special thanks to our guest this week. Uh, TJ, thank you so much for being with us. You were a fantastic, wonderful guest. Yes, let's give it up for TJ. I like this. I should come more often. <laughs> please, you know, anytime you're back in the States, uh, please stop by and say hello, but uh, we wish you the best of luck. Well, thank you. Uh, in your travels, so wonderful. Thank you, and of course I want to thank Colby and Dan as usual uh, for another fantastic episode. Uh, hopefully in a couple weeks we'll look back at this and see we were mostly right. <laughs> well, like, that's, that's true. We can do, once it happens, we can have we can a... Do, we like, can do the rumor roundup post-mortem. I'll, I'll cut out <laughs> all the that. clips of us saying stuff and I'll play it back right after. <laughs> you know, like, I'll, I'll play the Apple announcement right next to what we said. I like it. What we live to embarrass it? ourselves. <laughs> All right. Well, and with that, uh, I will end the show as we do every week by reminding everybody out there, relax, take a deep breath, don't panic, because we'll be back next week. Thanks for watching. Good night. <laughs>